I don't wanna be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free, so you could hear the truth. Yeah, I know that we all have fear. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the Truth for Youth podcast. We are fast approaching Thanksgiving, which I know it's hard to believe, but it is coming. Now look, I love Thanksgiving. I love everything about it. The family, the food, the the football games, everything that goes along with it. But I also love Thanksgiving from the standpoint of it forces us to be thankful. Now obviously, I believe we should be thankful more than just one time a year, but it is a good reminder that, you know what, we need to be thankful and maybe even out loud saying it around the dinner table with family, with friends, whatever, maybe saying what we're thankful for. That's a little something that my family usually does around Thanksgiving, but you know what, just in general, we should be more conscious of things that we are thankful for. Now today I want to talk about something that we all have in common, if you're listening to the podcast, is being thankful for just life, for being alive. And I know that seems so, you know, generic, I guess, and and so common and so obvious, but no, really think about life. We are alive. That gives us so much to be thankful for. Even if you are sitting here listening to the podcast today and you're like, man, I can't think of too many things in my life that I'm thankful for right now because maybe it seems like everything is turned upside down and there's so many negative things happening in your life. I get it. I understand. We go through seasons like that at times, but that's just what it is. It is just a season and you have to realize that there are things out there that are good that you should be thankful for. And instead of even getting real specific, we're just going to look at the basics of life, of being alive. Now, today I want to look at a passage that it's kind of an interesting passage, but it talks about this very thing about just being thankful for life. It's Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 4 through 6. And I'm going to read a couple variations of it again. If you listen to the podcast before, you know I love different translations and how it just says it a little differently. And it may just be one or two words, but it just impacts me differently, and I hope it does the same for you. So here's the first one. There is hope for those who are still alive. It does not matter who they are, but this saying is true. A living dog is better than than a dead lion. The living know that they will die, but the dead don't know anything. They have no more reward and people will soon forget about them. After people are dead, their love, hate, and jealousy are all gone and they will never again share in what happens on earth. That was the easy to read translation. Here's another. There is hope only for the living. It is better to be a live dog than a dead lion. For the living at least know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. They don't even have their memories. Whatever they did in their lifetimes, loving, hating, envying, it's long gone, and they have no part in anything here 
on earth anymore. That was the living Bible. Now, here's another one. Still, anyone selected out for life has hope. For as they say, a living dog is better than a dead lion. The living at least know something, even if it's only that they're going to die. But the dead know nothing and get nothing. They're a minus that no one remembers. Their loves, their hates, yes, even their dreams are all long gone. There's not a trace of them left in the affairs of this earth. And that comes from the message. Now, look, these passages can be a little discouraging, maybe. You're thinking, wow, so that's it, huh? When I'm dead, when I'm gone, or maybe you think about a loved one or a friend that maybe has passed away, and you're like, well, gosh, that's it, huh? No memories, no more, you know, they're not really remembered anymore. It's, it's kind of over. But that should make us more appreciative of being alive. Now, we're going to look at this a little bit more detail. First of all, it says for a living dog is better than a dead lion. Now, that doesn't mean as much today as it did back when this was written. Like, we love dogs, right? We, we have them as pets. I have one. Uh, he lives with us in our home. Uh, his name is Cam. He is a brindled boxer, and he thinks he runs the place, man. He, he's all over the place. He, he, you know, thinks he's part of the family, and he rightfully is to some extent. And the boys love him. Lois and I love him. But he is just a dog. Now, people, look. There's some people that treat their dogs better than they do humans, and that, that there's something wrong with that. But guys, if you think about the dogs that we're talking about in the Old Testament, they were disgusting, they were gross, they were despicable, they were not the lovely little pets that we have today. So this passage takes on a whole new meaning, okay? So we're talking about a gross, detestable animal that is still alive compared to the lion. And again, the lion, which today, I mean, we, we hold a lion in, in esteem, right? We, we think of him as a mighty, powerful, you know, king to some extent of the, of the jungle. So if you talk about a lion that is seen as majestic, as powerful, as royal to some extent, that a dead dog, a dead, or excuse me, a, a living dog that is despicable, gross, disgusting, however, that is better than the dead, majestic, powerful lion? Hmm, that's, that's something to kind of think about. Now, let's go on into this passage a little more and see, kind of, we're going to break it down, and I know I've read to you multiple translations so what I'm going to point out here, a few things, it's kind of in, in a couple of different translations here. But what is one of the first things that it says those that are still alive have? One of those things is hope. We have hope. As long as you are still breathing and you're listening to this podcast, I hope you're still breathing and listening to this podcast, you have hope. You have hope for all sorts of things. Hope is a great thing. 
you, you probably have all sorts of hopes going through your mind. You have hopes of maybe you're just hoping to get to the, to the break, right, to the end of the semester so that you can relax from school. Maybe you're hoping for some type of sports team to make a team, or maybe you're hoping for a championship with that team. Maybe you're hoping for a relationship. Maybe it's a future spouse. Maybe it's you're hoping to be, you know, have this wonderful marriage one day to this wonderful woman or this wonderful man. Or maybe you're hoping to one day have this amazing family with these amazing kids. Or maybe it's hoping for a job. Maybe it's hoping to, to travel. Guys, there's so many different hopes that we have in life. It's fun to hope. Right? It, it, it gives us something to think about, something to shoot for. You know, we as Christians, if we're, we call on Jesus as our Savior, then we have hope of eternal life with God. That is an amazing hope to have. It's an amazing gift that we're given. Hope is awesome. But guess what? If you're dead, you're not hoping anymore. Your life is over. Your time here on earth is done. So all those things that you hope for now, hopefully you either fulfilled them or guess what? They're not going to get fulfilled because you're no longer living. So again, better to be the live dog than the dead lion. What else do we have? We have awareness. The passage talked about awareness. I'm going to go back to the passage that I just read where it says, The dead know nothing. They know nothing. And it says, if nothing else, at least we know that we're going to die. Okay, so that's kind of a weird awareness to have, but at least we're aware that, guess what? We're going to die one day, but having that awareness is better than actually being dead because when you're dead— right? There's no more awareness. There's, there's none of that. But at least we're aware of the things around us, right? Hopefully we are taking in life. We are being aware of our surroundings, of people, of life, of purpose, of opportunities. That's a good thing to be aware because you don't have it anymore when you die. All right, so what's another one? We have memories. It talked about memories. Remember it said that you don't even have your memories? Think about not having memories. You know, that's one of the things that kind of hurt my heart a little bit when I think about people with dementia, that they've kind of lost their memories, or at least a lot of them, or maybe they kind of come and go. I know my grandfather battled uh, dementia in his older age where he didn't, he didn't remember his wife. He didn't remember his son. He didn't remember me, his grandson. He didn't remember a lot of things and his mind would kind of take him to different places. And it always saddened me to think, gosh, what about all the memories that are kind of gone? And again, this, this was kind of in his final days and, you know, he's passed away and we have mixed memories, right? The more life that you live, the more opportunities you have for memories. Some of those will be good. Some of those will be bad. And I get it. You, you may say, you know what, Micah? My life is full of mostly bad memories, which I would, I would probably argue with you on that. 
because I think there's a lot of good memories out there. We may have to really dig deep and and, and uh, really maybe get creative, but I guarantee you there's some really good memories that you have in life. You know, memories with friends, maybe it's memories with family, maybe it's events that you did, maybe it's trips that you went on. It could be holidays, right? We're coming up on holidays. Maybe it was a certain Christmas or a Thanksgiving or perhaps a game that you played in or an opportunity that you had, maybe a victory. It could even been just something as simple as just sitting, you know, under the stars having a conversation with a friend, right? Just... There's all sorts of memories that I have that I just cherish, man. Those are, it's my life, right? Like my life is now, when I look back at the past, it's full of just memories. And I have a lot of great memories and I hope to continue to have more memories, to make more memories and to cherish the memories that I have. But when you're dead, no more memories. It's gone. So, Cherish the memories that you do have. Like, be thankful that you still have memories. Be thankful for those opportunities that created those memories. And be thankful that you have another day to make memories. Which brings me to the next one. And this is kind of the final point that I'm going to hit on, is experiences. We have experiences if we're alive. You have the opportunity to make memories. You know, wouldn't it be cool if we lived every day saying, you know, today I'm going to make a memory. You know, today I'm going to have something special or be intentional about something to make a memory. Now, I know sometimes memories, events just happen. You know, we don't really get to plan those out. But what if we took that perspective of I'm going to be more focused on actually trying to create a memorable memorable event to try to create something that will be long lasting but you know experiences in general are great you know, you have some that are good and some that are bad but even the bad experiences at least they're an experience at least you get to do something which i think is better than doing nothing now i know this talk this talk is maybe going down a a weird path because as believers, we believe in eternal life with God where we're going to be in a much better place, right? And I don't know what that looks like because I'm still here on earth. So I don't know what it really looks like to be in heaven. I don't know. I don't think we're going to have our memories of earth. And that's a whole other topic probably we could talk about just because I believe that there's so many other negative things that could be associated even with the good memories when we're in heaven. And I don't think we're going to miss the time here on earth because we're going to be so focused and so, uh, you know, glad to be in the presence of Jesus. I think it's going to be a whole new experience. Again, that's just my take. There's really nothing in the Bible that clearly says one way or the other. But one thing is for certain, we have memories now. We may not have memories in the future, okay? And especially if you're dead, you're not able to make at least earthly memories. Now, here's, here's something that I thought of when I was thinking about the experiences, right? Because we, the experiences that we get to have are maybe like love, joy, you know, excitement. You know, you think about going like on a roller coaster, right? We, 
I just took a group to Bush Gardens and we got to do some roller coasters or some rides and you get that thrill of excitement, maybe even a little bit of fear. Uh, you know, you're up really high and you're about to drop or something and it's like these emotions. Those are fun. <laughs> even the times when you're a little scared and then when it's over, you're like, ah, oh, you know, like you're kind of relieved and, and excited a little bit. All those things are part of the experience that we can still have. And when I was thinking about this experience, this song popped in my mind. It's a Garth Brooks song called The Dance. And in this song, he talks about this dance, okay, if you will, and how it was great at one moment, but then not so good later. And I'm going to read you a couple of lines, a couple of lines of lyrics here in this uh, song. It says, And now I'm glad I didn't know the way it all would end, the way it all would go. I could have missed the pain, but I'd have to miss the dance. I've always thought, man, that's that's like a genius, you know, line. Because, yeah, you... You could miss the pain. I mean, there's, there's obviously going to be pain in life. And you could miss some of the pain. But in order to miss the pain, you're missing the dance. You're missing some of the experiences. You're going to miss the, the good moments and the fun moments and just the experience itself of the dance. And for him, the dance didn't end well. Right? He even talks about how he was the king. And had he known the king was going to fall, he may have done things differently. But now he's glad that he didn't know how it was going to end because he may have decided not to dance at all and then he would have missed out. You know, and I think about life and I think about, yeah, there's, there's difficult things in life. You know, we, we go through very hard times. You may go through pain and heartbreak and all sorts of things here on earth. But if you miss all that, yeah, you get to avoid the pain but you're also missing the good that comes with life. You know, and again, I don't want to get off on too much of a tangent on another potential topic, but that's what saddens me with suicide. You know, so many people that commit suicide, and I know there's, you know, obviously there's some illness and depression that happens, and people are usually not in their right mind when they commit suicide. But a lot of times people, or at least I'm thinking, I mean, I haven't, I mean, obviously I'm not in their minds when they commit suicide, but based on, you know, maybe suicide, you know, letters that were left behind or, or documentaries or studies, a lot of times they don't want to continue to face the pain, whether that be a physical pain, whether that be an emotional pain, maybe it's they've let people down and they, they can't deal with that and they feel like the world is better off without them in it those are all lies, lies from the devil, lies from the evil one. But part of that is, yes, there may be some very, very dark, difficult times. And yes, by committing suicide, you can avoid that. But you're also missing the dance. You're missing the good. Those are all seasons that will come and go. Those will not last forever. It's just a season. If you can just push through that negative, that hardship, that depression, and come out the other side, then there's, there's happiness and there's joy and there's this peace. 
Not all the time, and that may not be immediately, but there's good. I promise you there's good. There's, there's pleasure. There's opportunity. There's hope if you can just experience the negative at least you get to experience the dance. So don't don't throw out life in order to avoid the heartache because you're going to miss the dance. And again, the living dog, again, <laughs> the dog that is depicted in this passage is that maybe that sick, stray mutt, not the one, not the dog that's at my house that's <laughs> that's living in royalty that I think is probably the, one of the most spoiled dogs ever. That's not the dog. I'm talking about this sick, maybe crippled, lame dog, all right? If that's you, the passage is saying that is still better than the alternative, which is that royal lion, but now it's dead. He has no more life, so don't miss out on that. Something else I want to hit on, um, because in the passage it it mentions, and I'm going to go back and find the version. Um, it was in a message, one that I read. It says that when people die, it says, but the dead know nothing and they get nothing. They're a minus that no one remembers, that no one remembers. Now, again, that kind of sounds harsh and and look, you still remember your loved ones, right? Like my dad's passed away. I still remember my dad. It's not like I've forgotten who he was, but it has been a while. And I, and I, yes, I used to think about him daily when it first happened. And even maybe the first year or two, maybe I did think about him every day and thought about him multiple times a day. And you know, it's kind of sad to say, but I don't think about him every day. I don't think about him. I may go a week. I may go a month, maybe. I don't know if I've gone a full month, but there's definitely a lot more time that goes by now, me thinking about him, than I, than I once did. And it's just because life goes on. Like, you cannot stop your life and stop living because of someone that you loved or cared about has passed away. And I know you, people that are listening, you may have had a loved one. Maybe it's a good friend. Maybe it was a parent or a grandparent or someone that's passed away. And yes, it, it is difficult. And yes, it, it does stink at times that they're not here with you anymore. But you also can't just stop living. You still have a life. You still have a purpose to fulfill. And to think that, yeah, the closest people will still remember you. But when I think about my dad passing away, it's kind of sad to think about, but I'm probably one of only a few that think about him often. You know, I mean, it's weird to say, but even my mom and my sister, I don't think they think about him as often as I do. I mean, my mom, mom's remarried and, you know, she's got her, her new life. Uh, my sister, you know, I don't think she was as close to my dad as me, so I don't think she thinks about him as often. So for me to say that he gets thought about maybe once a week or once a month or whatever by only one person, because his parents are passed away, so I doubt many people are thinking about him, okay? That's the point I'm trying to make. And it reminds me of, there's a guy named Gary V. Gary Vanderchuk. He's a 
very famous slash successful, popular entrepreneur, marketer, social media influencer. And he's got you know, close to 10 million followers. And he is, he says multiple times, you're going to get about 48 hours. And he'll humbly say this. Look, even me, when I die, I realize that the majority of people, I'm going to get about 48 hours. That's how much people are going to mourn for me. You know, they're going to feel sorry. They're going to make tweets. They're going to maybe send flowers and, you know, whatever for about 48 hours. And then they're on with their life. And that's, that's so true. He says, you think about it. And I think for him, it was reality hit when Prince died. Um, he says, like, Prince, you know, one of the greatest musicians of all time. And even, you know, he, he talks about Michael Jackson, these greatest you know, musicians, dancers, you know, famous people, whatever. They only got about 48 hours of mourning from the world. And then the world forgets about them and moves on. And not that you totally forget about them, but you move on with your life. And only your close family maybe think about you daily or, or whatever, really miss you. And maybe even think about, you know, obviously every day you can look at the news and see a famous person that's passed away. Well, for me, I was thinking about Kobe Bryant. He's probably the most famous, influential, worldly influential person that has passed away in recent years that probably had more of a legacy than, than most. And even him, I mean, the world, you know, shut down for a couple days for him. But even him, I, I want to say it may have only drug on for two weeks of people really mourning him. And then people are back on with their lives. So even the most famous, most popular people in the world, you may only get about two weeks but most people are only going to get probably 24 to 48 hours of mourning. And then you're kind of forgotten about. You're, you, you know, people got to move on with their lives. And, and that's kind of what this passage is saying. Like, guys, when you're dead, you're going to be forgotten. You know, the, your friends and, and even some of your family, they're going to eventually somewhat forget about you. And that's pretty humbling to think about. So again, be grateful and be thankful that God has given you life, that you have the opportunity to live, to make memories, to be a part of people's lives, to accomplish the mission that you have here on earth. There's so much to be thankful for, guys, but I really, really, really hope you, you appreciate life because with life comes opportunity, comes hope, comes experiences that you don't get when you pass away. Now, I know there's a lot of great things that can come when we die, if we die with Christ, right, eternal life, but that's another chapter. Today, your chapter is here on earth. Make the most of it. Be thankful when you're sitting around the, the Thanksgiving table with your family or with some friends and say, you know what? I'm thankful that I'm alive. I'm thankful for this opportunity, even though your life may be a little screwed up, a little jacked up, and there may be a lot of bad things happening. I understand that. Nobody's life's perfect, and I get it. Maybe yours is a little worse than, than others, but take time to thank God that you're alive and hopefully that you're a child of His. Guys, I hope you benefited from this. I hope this made you appreciate life a little more and to be thankful. Uh, maybe be a little more joyful. Uh, again, guys, it would mean a lot, a lot, a lot to me if you would share this podcast and if you would rate it, 
give it a review, give it a rating, help the podcast grow. That would really mean a lot to me. Guys, I love you. Hope you have a blessed Thanksgiving, which I'll do. I'll do one more podcast before Thanksgiving, but for those that may listen to this and not the next one that's before the day before Thanksgiving, have a blessed Thanksgiving. Be thankful for life. Love you. Peace out. I don't want to be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth. Yeah, I know that we are.